Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech on Black Hollywood Live. Today, we talk about our president-elect, Donald Trump. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live's Geek Nerd Tech. The ballot of the bullet. Some freedom or some bullshit. Will we ever do it bigger? Just keep settling for little shit. We brag on having bread, but none of us are bakers. We all talk having greens, but none of us on acres. If none of us on acres and none of us grow wheat, then who will feed our people when our people need to eat? So it seems our people starve from lack of understanding. Cause all we seem to give them is some balling and some dancing. And some talking Welcome to Keep Nerd Tech. Mansion, so we should we'll be break down uh, tech news and their culture from a black and brown geek perspective uh i am joe braswell joined uh as always by mr kitty shine yes sir uh we are listening to uh KM. Mr. atlanta's own killer mike yes sir uh, uh a bernie bro yeah uh but i guess a hillary convert but a but a bernie bro to the end pretty much uh, but, but very I love Killer Mike in the sense that he he doesn't just use music as his platform for expressing you know his social political views, but he, he's actually out boots you know boot and, foot and boots in the streets you know yeah. trying to trying to promote you know a different type of consciousness. So yeah, and not only that, he's also been very active. His latest his latest thing he's been on and still is on is just this this, this whole. Uh, the notion of black banks and supporting black banks and getting and they have these two or That's three right. black bank, bankers that he's really with yeah. trying to get everyone all of his family everyone to exactly. to be a part of this uh, black owned black owned banks one hundred percent more more independence within our with uh, with our economics right yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, but I, I looked into it, my man's only got like three ATMs but uh, it's okay <laughs> but you know got to start somewhere start you know? somewhere you know. Uh, but um, man, uh, we you know we have no, we had a normal show. We'll, 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 there's plenty of tech news to talk about, but um, there are some things that we feel are probably a little more pressing than kind of what the goings on at <coughs> Facebook and Amazon and Twitter are. Yeah, uh, namely um, the goings on of our our country of of these United States. Uh, hmm. Last night. Um, over uh, by 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 a pretty decent majority, our our our, our country voted uh, Donald Trump, uh, Donald J Trump, mm-hmm. Donald J Trump as our president elect. Which yeah. is, uh, you know, it's been a good thirteen. It's been a good twelve hours. Maybe, maybe a little. Maybe about ten hours since that was called. Maybe. For, you know? Yeah, almost. And uh, I got about. Two to three hours sleep. Yeah, we're, we're all we're all like physically and emotionally depleted. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, and I, I just didn't know. I, I called this morning and I was like, I'm not sure if we do the show. I'm not sure that I can do the show. I'm not sure if I should be on a hot mic. Yeah, uh, we had some breakfast. We talked it out. I feel a little better about being able to express ourselves. But I think it's important. You know, it's a, a degree of catharsis. Ca- I mean, ca- yeah, I mean, in the sense that yeah. ca- catharsis, in, in the sense that we want to be able to at least have the platform to express our views and release it because, you know, keeping it within only builds the frustration. So absolutely glad that we continue to to do the show, you know? Uh, So I want to just, this this, let me like, we can talk first. Let's talk about like, you know, I want to talk to you about sort of watching this. I mean, it's a slow moving car crash, but it's actually been a slow moving car crash for about a year and a half, (laughs) you know, but it was really a slow moving car crash last night. And I just watched as the rest of the country did in disbelief as state after state got redder and redder and redder and redder yeah. and states that were previously blue red yeah. counties that were previously blue turned red 
Um, there's a lot more going on here than a rejection of Hillary or a support of Donald Trump. And I just, I just want to get your thoughts and reactions to what was going on with you as you were watching and kind of what, what you were thinking. Yeah, I mean, I think definitely um, your analogy of a slow car crash and just seeing frame by frame, you know, <laughs> each state going from blue to red or, you know, each state being projected as Donald Trump is the winner. I mean, and then juxtaposing with my emotional, you know, um, framework and just anxiety was was very rapid pace. It's like, okay, my blood's boiling, but seeing all this in slow motion, it's just, it's just like, like in my, within myself, I'm battling like, hey, what is happening? Like, I'm thinking of my child. I'm thinking about young folks. I'm thinking about the future of this country and world and like where people are with their consciousness and just how people align with their values and with their ethics and just how insidious this whole thing is and really how split literally split this country is but in a way you know i had to remind myself historically you know it's always been this way um and i think having some degree of comfortability living in california not really seeing a lot of the juxtapositions of, of race relations and just the inequities of, of this country not really faced with that you know because I don't live in middle America or, or various places where people confront that more often. I felt like that kind of veil was placed over my eyes and just, yeah, I felt comfortable. And that kind of was stripped away, you know, or the reminders like, hey, bro, like this is, yeah, it's 2016. Yeah, we have Obama for eight years. We have a black president. Yeah, there are some improvements, but really there are, there are a lot of things that have been the same since we as black folks have been in this country. But, um, I mean, I, I feel... And I want to throw it back to you just to kind of get your initial reactions and takes. But I feel like for me, I always have to put things in a historical context. And sure. I can't just take the emotional thing, emotional um, elements and, and lead with that. It has to kind of be a, a confluence of both. Because if I just go with all emotion, how I'm feeling, I'm going to be depressed. Right. Uh, and I might I might say or do things that are not um, that are not strategic, that are not um, well, well thought thought of. Um, but putting things in historical context at least gives me promise and hope because I feel whenever there's a tragedy, whenever there's uh, moments of pain, there's always moments of promise and mo moments of triumph that soon to follow. And I think that having such an extreme example of disparity and inequality and having America led by a person that is that is. Blatant, blatantly racist, I think will do so much education for the world. Right. And so I can unpack that, you know, as we talk more, but I do want to get your initial reaction. What, what were you feeling and thinking as stuff, stuff was unraveling? Uh, I, I had some real sort of, I think it was mostly kind of disbelief. I, I was pretty, yeah, I was, I was pretty surprised, actually. I think I was a little, I, was, I was felt pretty good about the whole thing leading up to this until I think last Friday watching uh you know after the whole email stuff and then watching bill maher last friday when he had obama on hmm. and he was particularly like uh nervous and was really like look this shit could happen like this is a slow moving right wing coup comey like russia like this is happening like do not give me that false equivalency bullshit don't like you guys need to get out there and vote and he was so adamant about it, it actually got my attention yeah and i was like oh I got a little scared. I'm like, oh, whoa, wait a minute. And and not for anything, uh, Michael Moore called this. He called it outright. He called it outright months ago. Mm -hmm. like sure he, did. he said Trump will win. Yeah, he did. He's mm -hmm. like, he, he wasn't even going with the Trump could win. He but but like Michael Moore is the, the right. But he's a guy who who is from Michigan. Yeah, understands you know white working class guy as a as an ardent Democrat and his boots on the ground himself and is like. <laughs> 
something's going on in this country, and yeah. Trump is speaking to these folks. And he was like, and everyone, including Bill Maher, was like, come on, Michael Moore, just don't, he could win. He's like, no, nah, I don't know, man. He, he. So anyway, uh, cut to now. But yes, yeah, so I, was, I was concerned then. But what happened to me was that as I I, I got I got on 538.com, I looked at the map, it was 71% for Clinton. The map looked right. The path looked good. Yeah. You know, uh, she was leading, and she had a 40, 55% chance of winning Florida, 55 Fifty-seven percent chance of winning uh, North Carolina. Yeah, uh, and then and then uh, Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania were like up in the sixties and seventies for Pennsylvania. Yeah, like in terms of in terms of what they projected, and they right. were really never wrong. Right. So I looked at all those models and I felt pretty good about okay, even if we lose North Carolina and Florida, we there's no way we lose with the Rust Belt. Exactly. No way we lose Wisconsin and Michigan. Wisconsin, Michigan. Yeah. There's no way. So as this thing, I mean, not just especially being that those are states that are traditionally known to be Democratic and blue yes. states. Like, there's no way that, that that could turn into a red and state. And Obama carried, and, and it was right, just, right. yeah, there's just no way. And, and Hillary was was polling extremely well. It wasn't right. even like that she was. It, no one thought polling well. The model was showing well. Yeah. And we got to North Carolina, things were fishy. You're looking bad. We got to Florida, things were looking goofy. You know. Uh, and I was still okay. And New Nevada was still holding. And then oh, even New Hampshire, I'm like, okay. But then Pennsylvania looked pretty strong still. Yeah. But when we got to Wisconsin and Michigan, and it so the uh oh moment. Well, but it all happened really quickly. Like North, uh, you know, North Carolina, Florida fell, the North Carolina fell, and then uh, uh, Wisconsin and and uh, Michigan were close. Yeah, like too close. Yeah, too and close to call. And I was like, uh oh, like that's not that's not, that's not supposed to be close right now. Exactly. New Hampshire was 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 losing, which was supposed to be a win. Right. And that's when I thought, that's when I knew something was, was problematic. Going yeah, it was wrong. Trouble. And trouble. then Pennsylvania began to turn, and then it just went bad. So I, uh, I, I to answer your question, I was in shock. I, I think I was just in shock as I watched the mm. whole thing, and, and when, until they announced, you know, I didn't, I didn't see the actual announcement. I, had, I actually left the house. Uh, like you have to go take some breaths. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I you know, uh, and uh, yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I was in shock, and I was remained in shock until this morning. I mean, I, I I have a degree of, of shock as well, um, and almost like a an emotional numbness, like you know, I, or I felt a a, a a myriad of emotions from anger to disappointment to sadness to hope, hopefulness. Um, but when I when I think of you know, when I think of you know from a, even a techno technological or even a social media perspective, or just where we are in terms of. Um, how we are able to um, um, serve a metrics against things and how we acquire numbers and analytics and just the polling mechanisms for how they were able to project, hey, um, Clinton is up, you yeah. know, X amount of points, nine to 10 points. And then, you know, how all that is, how, how all that is kind of like promoted through the media and it, how that built up our hopes in terms of, oh yeah, this is, this is definitely going to happen. Like we're, right. we're excited, you know, and to have that kind of like just literally overturned um, right before our eyes, I think that's what's most jarring about it is because if we, I think if people would have known it would have been like a close race based on what people, what, what the media was projecting and based on what research said, I think that, you know, it wouldn't be as the, I guess the reverberations of this wouldn't be as great. And I, I feel, and I made this analogy to you offline, I feel like the whole country's been hit with a, a massive earthquake and we're all just kind of like standing here, you know, figuring out what we're going to do with all this rubble around us, you yeah, know, like, yeah. It's just I don't know, man. It's so many things that we could talk about in terms of direction and yep. 
Um, what what are the appropriate steps of moving forward? How do we get past the emotion? Um, what what are, what are the what, what is the historical context that we should be viewing it? What is the framework for how we should be analyzing this? And man, I, I feel like just as from takes as a parent, takes as a black man, uh, takes as just a a person I think that has you know decent set of values. Like what what is our you know personal responsibility? Um, to this country, to our community, to our world, you know what I'm saying? And I don't know if, if you're viewing it, viewing it or asking those questions, but that's that's definitely what's running through my mind, you know, at this time. I am asking those questions. I, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of like really like I don't, I don't call it whatever you call it, come to Jesus moments, or whatever. Like some real in real time, just having these moments of like like wake up calls, yeah, like real wake up calls as to like sort of a what's what's happening and it and it's slow. Uh, speak to the parent thing. I mean, you know, Van Jones had that thing in real time yeah. last night on CNN where he like got a little teary eyed and talked yeah. about what do I tell my kids and that was a brilliant uh, know, expression by the way, very and, brilliant. Yeah, like you, know, you tell your kids, you know, not to bully, not to this, not right. to that, and then look at that guy and I got to tell my kids that like this guy got elected. Yeah, and and not to, not only that, like he very eloquently talked about this being a sort of a white lash, exactly. you know, and this is very much against. Uh, you know, sort of what's happening in in, in popular culture right now, and in, in culture, and then also it's 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 eight years of Obama. Exactly, people felt like sort of felt marginalized or pushed out. I mean, this is what's happening to the white working class. They're really strong feelings about that, and they're speaking out about it. And I I, I feel I feel that's exactly. Um, I think that's an, an a great a great uh, analysis in the sense the white lash. Um, against you know Obama, not because of his not because of his policies or because of his uh, political orientation, but because of his skin color, because of his yeah. race, because he's a black man, and I think that you know, um, it, it, to me, it defies the sense of, of logic and and just just solid values. Like everything that Trump has represented on his campaign has been um, antithetical to any good, sensible way of living. Like he's right. disrespected every type of group every type of ethnicity every type of um yeah every type of grouping and i feel like tells it like it is it tells it like it is but i feel like you know the the white supremacist values um on the white privilege i feel that is what's being enforced and what we're seeing in front of, in front of our eyes is that in 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 and that's what's being executed because yeah. it's not about it's not about the future it's not about your children it's not about the environment it's not about education it's not about just good decency and and just good um relations between people and expressing our humanity it's about hey me feeling like my whiteness is being um at the for being represented at the forefront and eight years of obama and seeing all these things that are culturally happening i feel like my whiteness is being suppressed i want to get back to that this is an interesting thing. i'm very curious as to what the people who are consciously and subconsciously who feel this way from a cultural standpoint and the reaction that they've had if this is this is in fact true which i do believe it is true what do they think these next four years are going to bring like what do they think that all the black people in black culture and and, in gay culture and and diversity just going to disappear yeah. Like what do they like? Trump's gonna have everyone eating bologna sandwiches and mayonnaise, like what's or whatever. Like I don't, I don't well, like, what's gonna happen exactly? Like is, is he gonna enact laws that that suppress cultural up? Uh, you know, like no more Beyonce concerts. Like what's I don't understand what's gonna happen. But I'll get back to that in a second. What I do, I do want to. Last thing I want to move on to, um, 
the how this happened. Because yeah. I went getting some analysis, and I think that you and I had some some pretty decent analysis as to the how. I don't want to talk about that, but I just also want to talk about uh, just finish on the on the reaction piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for me, like the the biggest sort of like moment where the disbelief that I had and had some of my friends on text and everything else is that like that this is the country we live in. Like the, I kept telling myself throughout the entire election, I was yeah. so angry. Yeah. Like that I can't believe that people thought this thought, thought these things, were affirming these hmm. things, that people at the Trump rally, Trump was allowed to do this, that people blah blah blah. I was so upset that like the the the, the statistical number of the non college educated white males uh, and now we learned that it's not just non college educated white males; it's also college educated white males yeah. and college educated uh, and, and non college educated women. Right? Uh, I think non I think college educated women still broke for Hillary, but like those three categories, I mean, men, white men, college educated and non college educated. Yeah, we're high. And non college educated women, they all broke for Trump. So, exactly. I mean, but anyway, the point is that like I, I was just like that they thought and affirmed all these things. It was that that I saw in front of my face. It made me feel like. I used to say, Bill Maher and people say that the Republicans live in a bubble. Their, their facts are in a bubble. They're in the bubble. Mm-hmm. They're in the bubble. They're in the bubble. I, what happened to me is I feel like that maybe I was in the bubble. That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm in the bubble. Yeah. Because I'm like in a world where I talk to people who are college educated, who are informed, it's, who are liberal. I live in California. I, I you know, I talk to people in New York and yeah. California and Atlanta and big cities and da 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 and Denver and all the people like people seem enlightened. People all no one I know is really talking that mess. It's the illusion of inclusion. Like we feel because we have certain material possessions or certain access or we feel our lives, our personal lives are in, are going in an upward trajectory that we feel included in the fabric of what America's supposed to represent. But that's an illusion. When yeah. you really start to strip it away and you look at things um, systematically, like it's full, it's full of madness and, and full of um, dysfunction and just the hypocrisy of it all. You know what I'm saying? Like we represent this concept of freedom to the world, but yeah. look at what's happening within the within within our town, cities, and communities. Yeah. Like look, we talk about the popular vote, right? And it's literally split 50-50 damn near. Like a hundred million people voted for Trump, a hundred plus million people voted for Hillary. Like literally, the country is split. Yeah. Like well, and so that says that's and, not and, something that just happened. That's always been the case. And you those know? aren't ideological lines. Those right. aren't political ideological lines are split across right these are these are cultural and racial lines are split right across like this, this we're talking about everything from lgbt rights to to uh you know to uh uh roe v wade to just being black or being yeah. mexican you know yeah. <laughs> like, or like, or and then your religion like you know yeah your, your freedom to be able to enact and and pursue whatever religion uh, that you see fit like all these divide divisive things that you know, kind of, kind of are swept under the rug, and we are kind of—I wouldn't say—I would say brainwashed and programmed to think that the, that this this illusion of what America is. I mean, you have to strip it away and look at it as it is and what it is. And what it is is it's very, it's very dark. It's very—I um, mean, I'm, I'm not trying to cr- create like a dystopian um, America, but in many respects, it is. You know. Well, I mean, this is my point. Like, I, I literally like had this realization that like it was like a. Black Mirror episode or Twilight Zone episode where it's like the whole time like they're in the bubble, they're in the bubble, they're in the bubble, and then at the end of the, at the end of the episode, I look at the map and I'm in the bubble. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like a bad dream, man. And I was like, oh, I'm the one in the bubble. The whole rest of the the map is red. Yeah, the map is red. I'm in the bubble. Like that. That was a really 
incredibly uh, stark realization and, and something that I'm really having to come to grips with because it's the truth. Right. Like this whole time, I, I've been like under the illusion that like, well, you know, yeah, there's people are out there and they're the fringe or they're kind of this and they're talking all that shit. And yeah. that, but really. This we're all out here. We look. We voted for Obama twice. Yeah. It's 2016. Lil Wayne's on 60 Minutes. Like you know, everything's fine. And yeah. then the map is red. Let me ask you this, man. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we talk about this often, but um, just us as a people, as as black folks. But let's let's. I wanted to ask you as related to you know our participation in this election uh-huh. and how we showed up or how we you know didn't show up as related to voting. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's get into the how this happened. Do you feel? That um, we as a, a voting block, we as a people, um, yeah, like showed up like we did in previous elections. That's one question. And did, and if you feel that we did not, what are your theories as, and reasons as to why? Well, I think that what's frustrating about this, I was talking to my daughter about this this morning, like one of the most frustrating things about this is that, you know, there's been documented, and if you haven't seen the documentary 13th, uh, by Ava DuVernay, check it out. There's excellent sy- documentary. There's by systematic, the way. like you know, institutional uh, since Reconstruction to now, uh, like efforts to sort of like you know f- get 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 black men and black folks out of the voting picture and into the you know in, into wherever else and you know marginalized the marginalized box marginalized box, yeah. box. and incarceration is the easy way to do that. Yeah. No, it's just Reconstruction is it's, it's you know Nixon did it, Reagan did it. They're on record by, by saying it. Mm-hmm. So now that we know it, so we have thousands and literally a generation of thousands of, of, of black men and, and women who just can't vote ever. For the rest of their lives. Done. Like, yeah. for Nixon and Reagan, mission accomplished. These yeah. millions of people can't vote. They're felons. Yeah. Latinos, too. So yeah. there's them. So that's already there. Then you have another group of millions, uh, statistically, as you were telling me, like younger, yeah. but more, more millennials, but it's just another group of millennials who are voting age. Who aren't voting? The solution: disenfranchised, have no political, are completely apolitical. I call no. I call this the little Wayne group. <laughs> Man, <laughs> they're just not voting. They don't care. Yeah. Whatever the system, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And then you have the millions and millions of registered voters, the right. Obama coalition, yeah. people who went out and registered to vote. They didn't die. They didn't yeah. go away. They didn't disappear. They're still registered. <laughs> registered to vote to 08. The millions more who registered to vote in 12. Exactly. The millions more who registered to vote in 16. Correct. So you have all of these people. It's all about black folks only. You know? yeah. It's all about like young people and Latinos and everything else who are ready to go. If they vote, may- maybe we win. If they all vote. I, dis- I disagree. If, 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 if you that, look at if, it statistically, the entire Obama coalition, well, not minus the young people, right? Yeah, if, 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 and if, and Latino folks, yeah. But so so why? But, but the point is, even, even even we didn't all come out there, precisely. So why? I don't know. I I really think it's just it, it, it speaks to the the Bernie movement. at the core of the Trump movement. At the core of the Trump movement, it's been characterized as a white working class movement, yeah. But in, in an anti-establishment movement, which it is, but it's really not just a white working class movement. It's it's a working class movement. Bernie tapped into the same thing, yeah. Bernie tapped into the same thing on the left. Elizabeth Warren's tapped into the same thing on the left, and it's an anti-establishment. Like the way the system is working now is not work. We need to change the system. We're all sick of the system. Yeah, of course. The We've normal... all been born into the system. We're sick of the system. You know, Washington's and that's what that's what Trump did. Yeah. They tapped into, and that's what Bernie tapped into. 
Bernie lost, and Hillary right. came in. I'm the system. Yeah, the splint, system splint, work. but it splintered the party as well. And I, I think black folks were like, "Oh, the, the system, right? Fuck the system." It was. It was. I mean, you're a part of the. You're part of uh, incarcerating us. The Clintons are a part of incarcerating us as yes. a people. But I, I feel. What do you think? I feel, as it relates to black folks and our disillusionment and a, a political stance, is I, I feel, in a way, uh, in a way, America as a concept, and. And 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 an execution is very Shakespearean in the sense that hey we all want something that we can never have right. almost like Romeo and Juliet they want to be in love but that that love can never be manifested because of all the other I th- I feel like that's the narrative of America because of the original original sin because of slavery because of all these things that that went into building the concept of America it's so uh, polluted and so um, yeah it's it's it started off on, on off such negativity and. Um, corruption I feel like that what we all dream to have can never come to fruition and and, in that sense I I feel that a lot of black folks feel like their vote is meaningless it's like why am I doing this for what I every time I I do this I don't see any result of me doing this and I get the argument that our ancestors fought for it and that we should exercise that right as as being citizens of this country but time and time again election after election after election if we cast our vote and we and we go about this process to have our viewpoints and our and and to and to fight for the dreams of our children and we never see the results it's like well why would i continue to do that i mean and so that's where the apathy comes from that's where the the disconnect comes from that's where the lack of education comes from and i, I think that is is detrimental to us as a people and but but i think that having such a polarizing result as Donald Trump as president will at least give us a different context in how we discuss these things and what we do as a people as it relates to um, our political efforts and our and our and our, our 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 how we socialize ourselves around certain issues. Um, but I feel I feel that that was kind of um, a depressing another depressing mark. On on the chalkboard as it relates to what our people were able to achieve right. with this election, because I felt we should have and could have done more in terms of just showing up. Because I feel like, yeah, these two people aren't representing us, you know, in the best way. But you know, we still have to we still have to exercise the the right that we do have, which is to vote. And even if it is voting for Hillary or 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 someone else, but we definitely don't want to want Trump in there because he's not going to represent us at all. You know. Let me ask you, what, what, what happened with Latino? What happened with the Latino vote? Because because the Latino vote. I mean, Trump is on record. First thing out of the gate, you know, Mexicans, rapists, criminals. I'm building the wall. That's like, the thing that Mexicans, I don't understand. Mexicans, Mexicans, like, I mean, I mean, he is very specific on Mexico and the border of Mexico. Yeah. And frankly, you know, our Latino population in the United States isn't made of Mexicans. It's made of, of, of Domin- you know, of 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 uh, Latinos are there are they're Dominicans, they're uh, uh, Cubans, they're Puerto Ricans, yeah. they're you know South Americans. Absolutely. So there, the there's a, yeah, there's yeah. A, there's a lot. But uh, what happened? I, you know, I I, I kind of thirty percent, man. I know kind of what happened in my in, in, in Florida. Like we talk about the Cubans, Cuban population have historically voted overwhelmingly Republican, not just because of religion, but because of where they came from, the, the anti-Castro, anti-communist uh, 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 attitude, the attitude like I'm an American, I'm an American. The overcompensation, if you will, of like uh, like I'm not one of them. I'm now. Like as good as white people, therefore I'm gonna I want you know white people shit, and I'm gonna vote Republican and do that shit too. Like that's overwhelmingly Cuban population, you know, have done that for years. Yeah. Uh, and when you think about all of that, 
all those folks in the in, throughout the southeast and the northeast, like you don't have a lot of Mexicans. You have a lot of Puerto Ricans and yeah, Cubans Caribbean and folks. Caribbeans yeah. and Dominicans and and all that stuff. And, you know, um, so that's a whole different sort of vibe there. But when you talk about the Southwest, Texas, we know Texas has a traditionally low Latino turnout, right. high high Latino per- population, low Latino turnout. That's just a cultural thing in Texas. Yeah. Uh, whether that's undocumented immigrants or whatever it is, it's just folks don't vote um same thing in in new mexico there, there yeah. there's there's a, there's a phenomenon in new mexico arizona uh and in arizona to a certain extent especially in new mexico there's a phenomenon that's going on in new mexico where you have a set of uh, a large latino population there's a large group of latinos who who identify themselves as not really mexican yeah. like there's those are those people who are the dirty mexicans over there yeah, it's not it's not my, that's my not folks. me i don't right. i don't talk like that i don't yeah. have an accent i don't do whatever i dress a certain way yeah. i may be a mexican descent but you would never know they're super whitewashed yeah. and super proud of that that's a that's a cultural new mexico thing that's yeah. phenomenon so those people also break republican that's why that state is red yeah you know as well and i mean you know not there's a shitload of white people in new mexico but it's a red state. And so then you have Arizona, very similar. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and so I, and, and California is blue. So I don't know. I, I just, I feel like that that message that Trump is, is spit, I think that like the, the, the mistake here is to look at Latinos as a monolith. As, as like, you know, all Latinos are, are a monolith of culture. They're, they're all, you know, like, like we think in California, they're all Mexican, yeah. you know, but there's, they're, they're not all Mexican, A. B, they're extremely nuanced through, uh, through, through all kinds of things. And, and South Americans and Cubans and, and other folks don't identify with that and really may, may say, yeah, I'm from, I'm from Guatemala. Build the wall. Keep the Mexicans out of here. I hear that, man. And, and we even see that within our own community like the there's 10 percent of us that voted for trump you know what i'm saying and the concept of this uncle tom like i guess you find it in other ethnic groups but that's that's that number 10 percent it's 10 percent of us that voted nationally nationally black people black people african-americans african-americans it's troubling to me that it's troubling to me that you know latino latino folk black folk what was identifiable about what Trump was presenting or saying that would make them cast the vote. Because number one, Trump never, he never once outlined anything he's going to do. Sure. So like, what is he oh, for, saying? Yeah. What is he presenting? Your community that, is bad. You walk down the street and get shot. Yeah. What? what how is that I, fertile ground? That. How's that fertile ground to put my my vote into? You know, there's nothing that. I mean, maybe that's just the framework in which I view things. But it's just very difficult for me to see. Like, if you just ask yourself practically. If you look at it just facts like what you see what the trajectory is what the history is like what has he done what has he said that's going to make you want to vote for him i can theorize aside from his you know whatever his stance on the you know his his so many racist documented racist issues in new york you know and, and, and including this full page ad against the uh the central park five five yeah. uh but but like I think I can theorize that his his message to working class folks who feel disenfranchised and left behind, tip I mean look, they're they're black factory workers too, they're black coal miners too, they're black working class folks too. Like these people feel like their jobs are getting shipped, these people are, are affected. These are they're, they're folks in, in, in Detroit and, and Madison, Wisconsin and you know, and Durham and, and all these people who in Virginia, like who maybe feel disaffected by the system. Of course and, they do. And, and, and maybe feel that whatever Trump is talking about from his 
economic message. Which is what? <laughs> which is which is nothing. <laughs> which is, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get the best people, but that's, that's not, my point. But, but whatever whatever that is, look look, a hundred million people bought it. So uh, hey, you're right. Whatever that message right. is, like people b- bought it. But why did millions of black folks buy it? That's what I'm asking. I think that <laughs> I think that it's just I think that people you know what what we don't like is we don't like the system. We don't like the establishment either. <laughs> we don't like the establishment either. We that's why we voted in Barack Obama. That's why even Bill Clinton initially was like he was not. I remember thinking like Bill Clinton is slick. He's not like he's kind of a centrist. And then once he got in, you know, second, you know, I was like, okay, Bill's cool, you know. Yeah. And then uh, I didn't really know at the time that his what his crime bill was doing at the time. Of course. But. You know, uh, I was I was all and still am pretty pretty pro Bill Clinton except for the crime bill. Right. But like, uh, you know, and Obama like represent very something very specific. Like you look at, you know, even even John Kerry. You look at just our our Democratic candidates. They look and feel like something we most of us who are who are who are Generation Xers or millennials or even baby boomers have seen their whole life. You know, baby boomers are still waiting for JFK. You know, he ain't coming back. And millennials are, are I mean, uh, uh, Generation Xers are still looking for Clinton. Mm-hmm. He ain't coming. We, we, and millennials had Barack. Yeah. But he was, you know, you know so when, when Hillary comes in, that's not the answer. Mm-hmm. That's not what they're looking for. So, yeah. I, you know, I don't know. And it's just, just people make, and look, people really talk about, I think at the end of the day, and I, and I really hate to say this, but for this climate, yeah. Not only for this climate, Hillary was just the wrong candidate. She's just the wrong candidate. Yeah, I mean, she's just I mean, not not that she wasn't qualified, and she's literally would have been, it was the most qualified person to ever run for office. She was you know thirty year public servant, blah 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 blah. But she's also a lifelong politician who has a shitload of baggage and a shitload of things from the Clinton, from the Star fucking investigations to Lewinsky to. Whitewater to so many investigations and so many things that the Republicans have done that whether they're true or not true, mostly untrue, mostly debunked, that stuff sticks over 30 years. Yeah. So people who just even tangentially kind of early half know about Clinton, Clinton, yeah, man, she's always doing some, sh- some lying, dirty shit. You know, like that's, that's what people know. Like, oh yeah, she's a liar. I, I know, I know about her. I, yeah. I just, my whole life, I'm 30 years, I'm, I'm 32. Yeah. Clinton's a liar. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I see those points as well, and I, I, I tend to agree with that as well. Um, it's just difficult, you know, really getting past uh, just, you know, where we are, you know, as, as a country and what the future looks like, you know, um, what what environment am I raising my, my child in and what what legacy will he be able to step in? Like as as we talk about you know education, as we talk about just opportunities, you know, for him to have a a, a life of purpose and a life of promise, like it's just very um, scary, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I I I guess my question to you is like, what do you forecast? What do you what do you how do you envision the the transfer of power? How do you envision? Um, I mean, because shit shit like like they have the, the Republicans have and Trump has. Um, you know every branch of the government. The you first know. time it's happened in years. Exactly, executive, judicial, and legislative branch of the government. I mean, like, what? So my question is, what do you what do you forecast is going to happen? Doom. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not funny. I, 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 I'm I'm not optimistic about sort of like the immediate legislative future, hmm. um, or how the hundred thousand people 
who did not vote for Donald Trump will react, how half the country hmm. will react to this. It's a, it, it, it's a just numbers alone. It's kind of a bad mix when you have half the country yeah. on one side mm-hmm. and then you have both the, the House, Senate, Supreme Court, and the president yeah. over here. Right. Like, that's a bad mix. That's 100%. like, we're going to impose this stuff. And I know half you guys don't. Plus, there's, a, there's, no, there's another 100 million that didn't vote. Of course. So, who are sitting there, like, going, like, oh, this is stupid. But, like, like when they start dropping those laws. Yeah. And these dumb motherfucking millennials on Snapchat were like, what? What happened? Right. Like, welcome, I don't. Do, 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 do. Like, yeah. it's shit's going to get, like, real, 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 real. But I think that's the beauty of it all. I think that's the beauty of it all. And with, like I said, with every strategy, there's triumph. And the triumph is, is the knowledge of this so that it may not happen again or we might be more you know, intelligent in how we approach things. And I think, I think that's what needs to happen, just more education, more um, hard-hitting facts. You know, Because when, when, once some of those laws hit you on, on the local level, Millennial, and they affect you and your personal trajectory, millennial. Then you might think of, you might be more politicized because now it's, this is directly affecting you. For sure, I think a lot of us are disenfranchised because I mean, it's electoral system, and, and we always look at it in the viewpoint of California too. Like, like yeah, it's a blue state, you know, whatever. My vote doesn't count, you know, but hey, your vote does count. It, it counts on electing judges. It counts. On, it counts on you know what. Uh, Propositions are passed. California is doing great right now. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, say what you want about Jerry Brown. Yeah. Like economically, socially, yeah. like we're doing. The only thing we don't have is 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 healthcare. Right. And Colorado did did, did that pass in Colorado? Colorado had the single payer healthcare, you know, up, up on on their ballot. Like if we can get that on our ballot in two years, I mean, California is doing pretty good. You, right. you, you give me healthcare in California, like I, what am I complaining about? Yeah. You know, I mean, but. You know, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, w- I want to go back. I, mean, I know we need to get out of here soon, but there's, there's so much to cover. But I just want to get back to a little bit about the how. Just, just touch on one thing because it's a really key point um, that Lola brought up actually last night. I was when I'm just railing up against sort of like, you know, in general to everyone I knew about, um, you know, the, 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 the Obama coalition not coming out. Like uh, what, what's happening in Michigan and Wisconsin? Like if only if only we were voting, this wouldn't be happening. But yeah. a couple of things happened. Actually, Trump got out the vote. Like the red counties got even redder. Yeah. Like people who That's... haven't voted in sixteen to twenty five years, yeah. twenty four years, came out and voted. Yeah. Especially in Florida, they got in their swamp boats and yeah. wherever they got the in. Bottom, like, the bottom feeders of the of man, this country. The, 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 I mean, like the, the, those rural rural parts of the country found their way to the voting poll and voted hard for Trump and they never vote. Exactly. That'd be the equivalent of like, you know, inner city black folks who never voting. vote. It's, exactly. it's, it's very similar to what happened in 08. With Obama, correct. Yeah, like people who never vote, voting. Right. Like, and so that's... And it's, it's hard It's hard to poll against those people that are right. disenfranchised because you don't know... You don't know, yeah. yeah they, uh, on they paper, exist. they don't exist. They don't, exactly. they don't exist. They don't answer polls. Right. They don't answer phone. They just pop up like exactly. I'm voting. Right. And so that's the first thing. Second thing is, is especially in the Rust Belt, he, he flipped so many, you know, Democratic white counties. So many white suburban counties that, were, that voted for Obama, yeah. like, flipped for Trump. A lot of them. A lot of these counties flipped for Trump. And I think that speaks to the arrogance of, of the DNC and Hillary Clinton as, you know, as a yeah. campaign, not to be able to have more uh, resources or more visibility they in those areas. Because even... historically, traditionally, yeah, those are blue states. We're going to win them. So why, why you know, on the in your war room, why even put, you know, 
um, resources there because hey, it's, it's a done deal. We got that. They didn't fuck with Michigan right. or, exactly. or or Wisconsin like they should have. Like exactly. I mean, they touched them, especially Michigan a little bit because the water and everything. Detroit, like you know, but like Flint, but like they they didn't they didn't they didn't mess with that at all. And, and so I think that was the biggest mistake strategically. What this what this looks like. So what this reminds me of, just like some small historic uh, historical context is what this looks like. The way this map is flipped, it reminds me of what happened um, pre civil rights in the '60s. Like when you look at all the maps and people will tell you that you think about like all working class whites you were, were Democrats. Yeah. That's the working class whites for the party of Democrats. Like this is the unions, these are the working class whites, rights, uh, whites, Democrat, Democrat, Democrat. Um, the political strategists in the in the in the sixties, mm-hmm. uh, mid sixties, seventies, uh uh post uh, uh what's his name? Post uh, JFK mm-hmm. saw an opportunity to flip those working class Democrats on what what people are called what they call the time wedge issues, mm-hmm. which literally centered around uh, integration, yeah. uh, you know, busing, right. uh, crime, mm-hmm. and those are all sort of code words for black people are coming to get you. Pretty much, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so the wedge issues turned out to be race racial issues. Of course, uh, civil rights. The civil rights movement was really kicking in like 1960 mm-hmm. through 1965. Mm-hmm. So uh, got it. Oh, and so um, so. Yeah, white, white folks got those wedge issues flipped. It. I'm a yeah. Democrat on every. I, I'm a Democrat through and through, except for on civil rights, segregation, and you know, and uh, that's it. So this is kind of what happened now. Yeah. You have a whole collection of white folks who are. This is this whole political correctness background, like who are really like, I'm not a racist. Like I like I like all people. I like everything. But I'm super uncomfortable with all this black shit that's happening yeah. around me and the black president and all this stuff. And I can't say anything and I can't do anything. And then the, the Mexicans are taking their job and Muslims are everywhere. And like Beyonce is and, always on TV. And gays are getting married. And, and gays are getting married. And, Mus- and, and Muslims I'm, are protected. I'm not even allowed to say anything about it because if I do, I'm a racist or a bigot or right. I'm, I'm a homophobe. And I'm just a normal person. So I don't know. This is bullshit. And and Trump's like, yeah, blah blah blah. He's like, yeah, exactly, Trump. That's what I've been wanting to say. Yeah. And and, and we had like a the last thing I'll say is you have that mini kind of like um, Bradley effect, which in 1984, when when uh, black mayor Tom Bradley of Los Angeles went for governor, overwhelmingly the polls were like he's going to win like by landslide. But what happened is people said they were going to vote for for Bradley, but they got in the booth and they didn't. They couldn't vote for a black dude. Yeah, I and think, they lost I like think, by a landslide. I think to that point too, a lot of in terms of the the polling uh, mechanisms. Um, we talked about this earlier in terms of hey, yeah, visibly, um, you know, or publicly, I'm not going to say that I'm going to vote for Trump or tell you that I'm going to yeah. vote for Trump, but privately, I will. And so it's very hard to to gather the the right analytics on, uh, against that. And we talk about you know bot technology on social media and how a lot of, a lot of uh, especially with the Trump campaign, like. A third, if not more, of his followers on Twitter were, were not real we're people. Not real people but, the, but the messaging, the propaganda that was being, you know, enforced through Twitter Huge. and Facebook, you know, that's that's swinging people's perception. Yeah. And so you have the you have the overt um, racism, you have the covert racism. Yeah. Silently, you know, I, silently I'm going to vote for Trump, but you know, publicly I'm I'm cool. You I know, mean, there's just two facts. There's people who are like loud and proud, like you know, like sort of the alt right. Like borderline white nationalist, borderline racist people who are like, I'm. Just, I don't give a. I'm yeah, saying it loud and proud. Like, and yeah. then those people who are like, 
who like really don't want to be at a dinner party talking about I'm voting for Trump because yeah. they don't want to be at a dinner party and be like, well, well, Trump is kind of good. Right. And they get yelled at by other liberal friends or of yelled course. at by people who, are, who voted for Obama in 2012. In that voting booth. But in a voting booth, they're click, looking click. around like Trump. And, exactly. that's, and that's what you saw. Exactly. Like you saw that. It's, it's almost like the, the Trump-Bradley effect. I want to talk about DraftKings real quick and then we're going to like uh, give our final thoughts and get out of here. Uh, DraftKings is still happening. Football season is still happening through the election, through everything else. And I'm still losing in my in both of my football leagues. So uh, DraftKings, thank goodness for DraftKings, so we can play every single week. Uh, if, you're, if your season's going poorly, just like mine, it doesn't matter with DraftKings, you can draft a brand new team every single week. It's one week fantasy football, no season long commitments. You never have to again have to worry about the waiver wire and all that other bull, bull crap. Uh, everything is brand new at DraftKings.com. You have all kinds of contests. You win a share of $1 million uh, this week. You can. You can play every week. What you want to do is go to DraftKings.com start a new season at DraftKings.com. Use our promo code GEEK. You can play for free with your first deposit. That's promo code GEEK. Play for free to share your in over one hundred thousand dollars in total cash prizes this weekend only at draftkings.com that's draftkings.com eligibility restrictions may apply check your website for details you we were going to end this and we were you were kind of talking about what the path forward is and, and, and sort of like an, an optimism and what what what, what do we have what we have to look forward to i just i want to ask you what you, what we're seeing now is immediately you've seen this whole movement of uh and i'm not sure how i feel about this but the cal exit there's a whole movement of like California. We want us to see and to be our own thing. And like, there's a petition out already. This is like real. There's yeah. T-shirts out already. Exactly. The like, state broke off yeah, in, in the Pacific Ocean. Exactly. And we're, and we're our own people. Like, we don't know what's going on in the rest of the country, but we know what's happening here. Don't put us in that in that shit. There is, uh, you know, there's already protests. I'm reading right now. Protesters in Seattle. Oh, they're like, all over Portland. Portland. People um, are like really are like starting to, in, the, in the cities, which overwhelmingly Clinton won in the cities. Yeah. Overwhelmingly. And in these in, the, in these metropolitan areas, Clinton's word. But uh, what is our path forward? And how does Trump, if at all, how does he unite us? And I mean, we even got into enough time to get to all the geopolitical ramifications. Yeah, we I didn't did, touch that. I just do want to mention though the only the first and only person to congratulate Trump was Putin, yeah, world yeah. leader. Yeah, that's right. Like uh, a quick congratulations. The entire parliament broke into applause. Yeah, he's like, I want to be friends with America. Trump's like, so fine by me. Right. Like that's very worrisome. Yeah. So uh, you know, I don't know. So what do you? So aside from the geopolitical stuff, which is you know. Whatever. What do you think? What's going to happen domestically with a with a with a, with a country that's split right down the middle by racial and and and, and, and youth lines? Uh, oh. What's going to happen? Uh. Because one last thing. Because Pence has already came out. The first thing he said is, "I'm going to repeal all of the LGBT stuff." Yeah. Gone. That's the he said it. Like the first thing he said. Like, hey, we want LGBT. Get out of get out of here. I think that we will be. Well, I'll say this. I think that Trump. Um, embodied um, we talk about this narrative that we've been experiencing for the last two years from Trump you know, announcing his uh, announcing his that he's going to campaign to now being president elect this narrative of this this dark this dark hero concept and creating a climate of of fear a climate of um, uh, yeah, climate of fear is the best way to describe it. And I think when you have a presence of fear, you know, people's reaction to it becomes palvovian in the sense that, hey, when you, you put a, a, a mouse in, in a maze and you put the cheese here, the, the mouse is going to do the same thing every single time. And so whenever you're confronted with fear, you're going to make a reaction that's not necessarily rooted in intelligence or logic. And I think that's what we have here. And I think that is going to create a climate of 
deep introspection and deep analysis, um, deep reflection, all those things. And I think that I keep saying it. I, I feel that whenever you have something that is adversely negative, it's only going to burst something that's beautifully and be- beautiful and positive. And I feel that we're going we're gonna to be in a climate of protest, which we've already been in, but it's going to be more and more. I think what America represents internationally is going to be questioned. And I, I, th- I feel other countries are going to really be responsive to this. I think we're going to have a lot of effects as it relates to um, our, our our relations um, globally. Um, obviously, race relations is going to be something that's going to always be at the forefront because that's how America was formed. Right. Uh, I mean, all the things that divide, that are divisive, all the things that contradict the ideals of America, I think we'll have to literally face. And yeah, they they might be able to promote the, promote these concepts and get things passed legally, but I think um, grassroots wise, and I think in terms of you know there being a, a movement of, of, of younger activists and people that are more politicized, I think we're going to see that more. I think it's going to really force us to be, um, um, it's going to force us to be involved. Like the, the apathy is going to diminish. That's what I foresee because it, you, you can't sustain an environment w- with so, so much incongruities and imbalances. Like yeah. it has to, there's going to be a, a, a point of conflict. And I feel that that's where we're How headed. How does that conflict manifest itself? Violent by through violence, I th- through I think, protests. I think it'll through... include everything, every form, every form of manifestation. We've already we've already been faced with it. We've already been faced with riots in the street. We've already seen that in in our country's history, and we'll continue to see the history repeats itself. Right. And so, I think that the difference with this is, I think it's so extreme and, and so adverse that I think that I think that we might be a little bit more smarter in terms of how we deal with it. At least that's my hope. I mean, look, the map the map is done, right? Like, the, the, you mean the baby boomers are dying, the baby for the first time, the millennials out, out, you know, uh, are, are larger than the baby boomers, except the millennials didn't vote. You have millennials, you have blacks and Latinos, and and, and other and other taking over the country. The demographics don't lie. The the the, the democratic cities. cities Cities a lot, but but look, we Democrats have won the pop, liberals have won the popular vote five times, yeah, and lost and lost the election, yeah, five times out of nine elections. That's terrible. Five times out of nine elections. So so, uh, you know, I don't. The demographics are there. Like, what is it going to take for these? Do you think these young folks, Latinos and African Americans, are going to? You know, form form this coalition. Yeah, I that, think that that'll move forward. It might be a creation of a new party. Um, it might be just a new political ideology that comes to the forefront. The Killer Mike party. Hey, I, I know you'll be. I know you'll be his his, his wingman. Run the jewels. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think that it questions even the fabric of of America's electoral politics and how archaic the system is, and and whether or not it's a. It's a framework that you know still serves serves this country. Um, I mean, because when you when you make that um, juxtaposition with the popular vote versus the electoral vote, I mean, when you look at historically why why the electoral vote was even that framework was already, was built was because not at the time women couldn't vote. Obviously, we couldn't vote as black folks. It was only rich white folks that owned land, and so they did that as a way to protect checks and balances, that, so that. A, a certain block or a group of people couldn't sway the rest of the rest of the country. So you had the electoral politics, and that we used that system for, for 240 years. Yeah. So why can't we have a different system? Why can't there be some type of amending change with with this how we go about our our election process? Because clearly Hillary Clinton won the popular vote. 
Like, how come we don't have a different system of how we elect? I don't know. I'm just positing that. Yeah. I'm not saying that's necessarily a solution, but is it something that we should question is what I'm asking. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll see how this helps move forward. I just, you know, just in closing, I'll say that, you know, women, you know, look, women couldn't vote. Like, women just got their right to vote in the 20s, 1917. In the 20s, the whole suffragette era yeah. was like 17th. 19th Amendment. Yeah, and then, and then and we couldn't vote, you know, until the, the mid-60s. Yeah. You know, like couldn't even vote in this country until in my, like my mother's, you know, in yeah. age. My grandmother couldn't vote, you know, so it's uh Still can't vote. Yeah. Well, yeah. The prisons. Yeah. Yeah. And so, it, you know, listen, like we, we can't take this shit for granted. Like, and this is this is just a lesson, a lesson, a lesson. I mean, this is, you know, this this stuff can't happen. It will happen. And when they start, when when Pence and Trump and Giuliani and Christie start dropping all these Laws, Republican cuts are repealing, you know, uh, abortion, you know, Roe v. Wade, and 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 and, uh, and uh, you know all the LGBT stuff, and Obamacare, and and enact all these weird, crazy immigration laws, and try to deport people, and and you know what's next? Is they going to repeal the Civil Rights Act? You know, yeah. <laughs> like you know what I mean. So what, I mean, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. You know, and uh, you know, and if those things happen, the frustration will overflow. Yeah, the frustration will overflow, and that that. That flow will create something new, and I think that that something new, um, I can't necessarily title it or or put it in its own category of box, but I think that's something new. We've, we're already in that process of it yeah. happening. So eighth largest, eighth largest. Uh, we have the, California has the eighth largest uh, economy, I believe, in, in, in the world. So I mean, we are almost our own country. So I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, that's that. That's that'll do it for us. Uh, I, I, you know, look, check out Hillary's concession speech. Uh, it happened. It was very. <laughs> Sort of inspiring and really sort of a call to action of it in its own right. Did you see Obama's speech? I did not see Obama's speech. Uh, I didn't see. I, I actually got to catch up on stuff. Uh, I'm not as uh, grim. I'm a little more rational, hopeful. Um, when you woke up, when I woke up. Uh, I feel like I can function, but it's definitely uh, definitely a dark day. Uh, where can the people find you? Um, the people can find me on the streets. <laughs> Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at Akili Shine, A K I L I S H I N E. And uh, my last note is hey, you guys, keep your heads up, keep your back straight, keep your hearts flowing, and you know, use your gifts and skills to bring about positive change in our world. That's what I always hold myself to, and I, and I just want to put that out. Where can they find you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Joe K. Braswell, uh, uh, Snapchat at JK, JK Braz, and I want to echo that. Uh, you know, it, it, it's far from over. We, we have a lot to look forward to. We have, a, we have a strong base of optimistic, wonderful people in this country. The country's not the country that, that Donald Trump wants to restore it to. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be okay. All right. See you next time. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram me, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.